Cause I never know Like oh, okay we are, we're, we're in the money I might be really loud right now And if I am I do apologize Cause what Oh my gosh Why is this so loud Guys Anyway um, Welcome to the This is 30 podcast I'm your host Jernique and I'm 34 years old now. It's been a minute. Um, it's been so long since I've recorded a show. I think it's probably been like a month plus. And I apologize for that. But life has been lifing. Um, thank you guys for listening. Happy Monday. Shout out to all you beautiful people listening all of you wonderful people taking your kids to school or on your way to work, on your way from work, doing whatever it is you do. Um, shout out to you. And I hope you have the most amazing ist, the most amazing Monday. It's the last Monday in February, the greatest month, you know, out of the year. It's the last Monday and February kind of flew by for me. I'm not going to hold y'all. February has been... A blast. It has been fun from start to beginning, but I am tired. I am so tired. I am very tired. I feel like I've been running and ripping and just being so many places at once trying to accomplish so much. I am drowning. I'm drowning. I'm drowning. I so much I'm drowning. Anyway. Yeah, but thank you guys for listening. Shout out to y'all. Um, I have so many like thank yous to uh, address today. Um, but the first one is thank you guys for listening. Even though I don't give y'all pods weekly, like I feel really bad that I do that. Like, but it honestly, like, so let me just say this. At first, it was like a passion thing. Like the reason I wasn't recording, well, let's start all the way back. I feel like the change in my show caused, um, somewhat of a, like a damper Then, like, you know, having different guests and co-hosts is like really hard on a weekly basis because you're like hitting people up and checking people's schedule and seeing who's free to record with you. That's exhausting. Like, especially when you like, I guess I could see how like the people with really big, big podcasts and um, the celebrities who have huge platforms, um, how scheduling, they probably have somebody that does scheduling for them, right? Um, because I just, it's it's like, oh my gosh. And it's not that I don't enjoy reaching out to people. It's just like finding the right time for me, finding the right time for them and just making it all work. That can get you know, a little annoying. Um, and then I went through a period where it was like, okay, am I still passionate about this? What am I bringing to the table? How is the This Is 30 show any different from any other podcast? Um, I was like very overwhelmed with redundant conversations, which I've talked about. I don't want to bore y'all by talking to you about it again. Um, because that's exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> but yeah, I was like, damn, am I contributing to the podcast space? And I am I contributing to, um, you know, the podcast, whatever, in a genuine way? What am I bringing that's different to the table? And I think that at that time, I couldn't like pinpoint it. You know, I just felt like, damn, I'm in a circle of all these people that are talking about the same thing. And Anyway, I think I'm a little bit over that. Um, and then 
it just like January to February, it was just a matter of, I wish, I wish you had more time. I wish you had more time. I did not have a lot of time um, between work, between me being in school, between me being outside. Um, it was really hard to find time to sit down in front of my favorite microphone and talk. But today I was like, girl, sit down, take a moment. And then there were a little bit of tussles too, like in shows that I had planned that just didn't work out. Um, and then timing not even working. So yeah, I'm happy that I'm sitting here and I'm happy that I get a chance to purge. I'm trying to pod for a little while today. Let's see how that goes. Um, First and foremost, I just want to thank every single person who came out to This Is 30 Live. Um, I really, really, really appreciate you. Um, I do not take your presence for granted. I want to give a shout out to Jean Eustache for being my co-host and just for like really supporting me. Like since I've met Jean, like when I just tell y'all he's just been a really good supporter, like he supports me and I, I don't think he realizes how much um I don't want to say confidence, but just how much he pours into my cup by just being supportive. So I really appreciate him and like anything I ask him to do, like with the pod, um, he does and I appreciate it. Like <laughs> he he went so hard for this live podcast that people was calling it his show and you know they were like yeah he's doing a show and Jernique's I think Jernique's his co-host so um <laughs> I don't care like um I just think it's dope that I'm sorry that the cops y'all know let's get back to the time where the cops always had to be a part of every single episode as you can see so maybe this means this is going to be a good episode but anyway shout out to Gene um i really appreciate him so much please listen to his podcasts with an s because he has a few um but yeah show him love um he's always supportive he's the greatest person i want to give a shout out to my best friend geraldine um thank you g for just being the greatest friend a girl could have like i really feel like everybody should have a best friend like geraldine like I don't even want to talk about her because I refuse to cry on this episode. I don't want to get emotional, but the girl is just, she's God sent. She, she deserves the world. And if you know Geraldine, like personally, you just know that she's a really good, like gift giver, but she is somebody who really pays attention to things that you say and she will culminate an experience that you will really enjoy just based off of things you say. So I'm I'm thanking her for being a part of helping with my podcast and doing so much things behind the scene to help me. Most of the times when I have like ideas, I run them by Geraldine first because she's like my public connoisseur. She represents the streets. So I, I let her hear them and, you know, she yay or nays me. Um, so thank you for that. And just thank you to her for making my birthday month really extraordinaire. I want to give a shout out to my friends, Perlene, Shirley, Joanna, Quatley, my little sister Minx. Um, a lot of them helped a lot. Um, 
for the This Is 30 podcast live show. And I do not take their assistance for granted. Shout out to C's for DJing the event. And once again, shout out to all the people that bought tickets. Shout out to all the people that told a friend to tell a friend to tell another friend, any mama, any cousin, any daddy, because I really, really appreciated it. Some people bought tickets and didn't even show up. Thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Um, Now, what happens is, although I'm saying thank you and I'm grateful for everybody coming who came to the show uh which i don't know is that the day of the show well everybody knows that that day was my birthday but the day after or you know winding down from the show i had really like uh i don't know what to call it but maybe i'll just label it as growing pains it was really hard for me to uh rest in the success of the live show I am extremely critical of myself and I am very like I don't know I'm just very like hard on myself so in my eyes I thought that it was a good event but there's so many things that I thought could have been executed better when it came to the live show there were so many things that I felt like did not connect the way I wanted them to and I'm going to force myself to not uh, purge on all those things because I think that's also a negative quality that I have, which is to uh, to focus on negative and call it critically assessing. <laughs> and I know that it's important to evaluate yourself and to evaluate things around you, things that go good, things that go bad. But I think that I struggle with balance because since the live show, I haven't really been like proud of myself or excited. I've kind of actually been quite down. Um, and I don't know, like, I don't mean like down, like upset or angry, but just I've been like in a very mixy state. Um, a lot of things, certain things keep replaying in my mind. Um, me wondering about how I like presented the content that day and if I was doing the best service to everybody and things of that nature I am wondering about those things and there's a lot of things that I wish could have went differently or a lot of things that I could have just fixed I would have appreciated you know um so it has been a little bit of a whirlwind processing the live podcast um from a personal a viewpoint um but I'm just I'm forcing myself and trying to really be proud of myself and proud of um the event in in to in in totality um I I I'm just grateful that's it um I think that something happened uh, on my birthday specifically that also triggered like this down spiral of moods um and I can't talk about it on the podcast but it was just like something that happened and it was just like damn and then that put me in a headspace and anyway growing up is not for the week <laughs> I think there's like this meme that's like this girl and she's like I can't wait to get into my 30s and have it all together and then the comment under it is like who's gonna tell her um you know at 34 I feel really like I feel really good about myself 
and the things that I'm doing. Um, but I also feel like there are some disciplinary areas that I got to get under control. I've been enjoyment. Hey, enjoyment has been at the top of the list. And I think that I'm going to have to find a little bit of a balance, you know, um, especially because of school. Like y'all might not see me anywhere. Hopefully you hear pods, but you may not see me for the second half of, um, I guess, March, April, May, because school really requires a lot of my time. And I'm not going to hold y'all. I've been having like an attention span thing, like a focus issue where it's really hard for me to sit down, stay off my phone and write or focus on my work. You know, when I was in grad school, both times, um, I, I could write a paper. Like I could sit down, force myself and write a paper in like a day, like however long I could, I could start a paper one day and get done with it. If I did an all nighter, like a seven hour stint, that is really, really impossible for me right now. And it, I don't know if it's because I'm getting older. I don't know if it's because I'm slower. I don't know what it is, but it drives me crazy. Um, I feel like the distractions are rampant. I am so addicted to my phone. It's not even funny. Like, And it's so hard because sometimes I'd be like, yo, maybe when you go to the library, you need to just turn off your phone. But then I'd be feeling like, damn, I need my phone to do this, that and the third or whatever the case may be. But it's that bad. And... I it's making me like question my brain function ability It's making me question a lot of things. And I don't know, I just feel like the second half of my semester, I have new classes coming up. And I'm just going something's got to give because I just want to get back into or get back to the person who could deliver like, I can't do it. And I know, like, I'm aware that my program now is much more challenging. So of course, it's not going to be as easy. But still, y'all, I just feel like it takes me an hour plus to like respond to somebody in a discussion post. I, since when? Why? Why is it taking me an hour to write 200 words? Like, por qué? why is it? Why? So I don't know. I, I Maybe I need some Adderall. Maybe I need something. But Whatever it is, I just hope that I'm able to like offset it or find out what the root is because it really, really kills me. You know, it um, it bothers me. And I tell myself something all the time. Like, I, I hope I'm not like all over the place with what I'm talking about. But I think that God's grace is sufficient. And one thing about God is I feel like when you are one of his, he's going to grace you up, you know, you are going to be able to fill in holes where you wouldn't think you would believe. And that's every part of life. Like, how did how did this happen? Who but God, right? But I also feel like what I tell myself a lot is you cannot cheat the game. There is no game, no game of life, no part of life that you could cheat. Like, it's just not going to happen. So I do think that God's grace is supernatural is super efficient but i also feel like 
do some work. You got to do the work. You can't just be waiting on a miracle all the time. And it's like, even if you are a testament to God's grace, you got to start acting in like, I feel like putting in the work extra is like a thank you because you got me through this, God. I don't want to like keep abusing your grace. Like don't abuse your grace. That's how I feel. So like for me, it's just like, I don't know how I've been surviving. I don't know how I've been getting through a lot of these assignments. But one thing I want to do is be able to put in the work and put in the work by giving my undivided attention to, you know, the things I need to give it to. So particularly today, tomorrow and Wednesday, I'm in the lab seven hours plus eight hours plus I'm in the lab because I have I have things to do. And um, these are not things that I necessarily should be doing in a three day time span. I feel like I should have did this like in a week plus time span, but we'll we'll work it out and we'll see how it goes. Um, I actually was like like going back to how I felt like after my birthday, I actually was listening to um, the If You Don't Say It, We Will podcast. And I heard Mish say something. I think it, it had to do with like depression and depressive states. He may not have said it like that, but that's what I wrote down. Um, you know, I think he said something to the effect of like, don't let your bad days make you think like you have a bad life. And I think that that's like, uh, that's something I used to have such a greater handle on when I was younger. I don't even know how. I know like when I was like in my early 20s or almost mid 20s, I was going through like a really tough time because I was in an environment that wasn't um, the most the most fruitful um, for me. And it was really it weighed really hard on my mental and. I remember like being so confident back then and just not allowing my bad experiences and my sadness to overwhelm me and to rest in like happiness despite I wish I could tap into, you know, little journey um, because I was I had such a, a strong hold on, you know, bad days are not are not a bad life. I had such a stronghold on that. And I, I still feel that way today. I think that um, I want to be mindful of how I speak because I think that, um, I think depression is a buzzword right now. And I know that depression is real. I know that people that go through really hard times, I know it's not a, a fake thing. Um, but I know that it's a buzzword right now. Like it's, it's, it's not only is it a buzzword, it's a new term that I think that as a culture or community or as a world, we have become more comfortable with. Um, we have come, we have become really comfortable expressing those things. And like I said, I know that there are tons of people who are truly dealing with depression and, what I think Mish was saying and what I may be trying to say is that, you know, we got bad days. Like we're going to have bad days for the rest of our lives. That's the that's the kicker. 
we're going to have bad days. If there's anything promised is that problems will come. We will have bad days. But there's also another promise is that like we we will have good days. We will have accomplishments. We will have great things. And I know for people who are dealing with depression and other things, it's like them good days don't mean shit. You know, them good days don't do nothing really to alter their moods or whatever the case may be. But to people like I don't want to say to people like me, but who like deal with um depressing moments or depressing experiences just like stay strong and that's everybody to be honest even whatever it is just stay strong and you know it's really hard to tell somebody like somebody else out there is happy with less than you have or you know like or to say you're complaining about this and 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 look at what that person has been dealt with because I don't think that uh depression is a comparative um experience you know you you this is why people that are millionaires and people that have what we assume to be everything and anything they would have ever wanted still don't be happy it's not a comparative thing it's not something that is based on items that you have or things that you need um it's based off just whatever you're going through internally and whatever triggers those and whatever thing is like just remaining. But like, you know, I I am no expert by any means. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a psychiatrist. I am not a doctor yet. Uh, <laughs> I'm none of those things. So I'm just talking like peer to peer. You feel me? Like just try, like Mish said, don't let your, don't let depressive states um don't it don't let depressive states consume you because bad stuff is going to happen you know like learn tools to you know overwhelm like o overcome I should say and I'm really also speaking to myself because these past days like after my birthday have been like really a a mental mind warp for me like in so many ways but one and you would think damn girl you just had a bomb event you just you just did this did that you've been celebrating all month um what's wrong with you like what the hell is wrong with you like you would think that but unfortunately for me there are a lot of things going on internally that are like really offsetting not necessarily offsetting that happiness but just like putting it underneath you know it's not at the forefront of my brain it's like I can bask in the happiness but that pain and those feelings and the questions and the wondering just will not go away and um I think that I should be good like I one thing about me is I'm a processor. Like I'm an emotional processor. I do not like, uh, I do not like sub submerging. Is that the word? I don't like submerging my feelings. I, my friends call me a crybaby. Um, I am extremely emotional, but it's because I don't want that stuff inside of me. I don't want it inside of me. 
<laughs> no, get it out. I need to feel it out. So one thing about me is I'll go through it. Let me go through it. If it puts me in a funk for two weeks, if I'm confused and I'm down and out for a little while, I don't mind it as long as I'm going through it. I don't want to mask it with pretending, you know, and I guess all of us are even I guess nobody is is ever pretending, you know, maybe we're just coping, you know. So but for me, it's just like I'm gonna go through it. I got to go through it. I got to feel it. I got to cry. I got to scream. I got to talk to myself for 17 hours a day out loud if that's what gets me through it because I need to feel it. I don't want to push it to the back and just never experience it. So, damn, I feel like I was making a point and then I lost my point. But, um, yeah, I'm, I, I like to feel... And be very in tune with my emotions. So, you know, and I, I also think that I have a good, um, you know, some people when they're angry, everybody around them got to be angry. You be like, damn, I don't want to be around you right now because you angry as hell. And um, some people when they're sad, they're just like, I think I think I have sometimes, you know, you can sense my uh, emotions, but I think I have a good handle on um showing up to spaces and not carrying my emotions to the space and uh being so heavy with it you know to where it like dampers you know you there are some people that have really strong energy and Sometimes this energy could be good, sometimes it could be bad, sometimes it could be whatever. Like I have a coworker and um, when I tell you this girl is a ball of life, she's a ball of life. I'm going to say her name. Her name is Emily. And Emily is like any, I, I, I look at people like that because I know for sure I'm not that type of person. I feel like I have neutral, very neutral energy. It is, it is what it is. Never negative energy, but I don't know if I, I don't think I radiate OD positive energy. So the reason I even brought that up was just to say that even when I'm going through stuff, I think that I am able to exist in spaces and not bring my stuff with me. And, you know, I'm still able to function amongst people and be cool and whatever. Now, there are people that have really strong energy. So when they're upset and when they enter a space, everybody can feel that anger. Everybody can feel that frustration. It's like a it's like a cloud. And then there's people that carry really positive energy. So the reason I brought up my coworker is because Emily walks in a room and she lights it up. And when I tell you it is something to see, it's something to see like Bro, it's like the craziest thing to me. It's like you can be feeling indifferent, sad. When Emily walks in a room, you are going to laugh. You are going to smile. She is going to cheer you up. Her energy is so bright. And sometimes she's talking about dark shit. <laughs> but she, her energy is so positive. Like, I just, I really admire people like that. Like, I just and I remember talking about her to somebody who's known her much longer than I have. And she said she's been like that. She's been like that. And I I just think that that's a really beautiful thing. 
like you know people who carry um strong positive energy but yeah my point was feel your emotions go through them you know don't Sub- I don't know why submerge keeps coming to my mind, but that's not the word I'm looking for. The word I'm looking for is like, don't, um, I don't know, guys. Y'all know I like, it's going to bother me because I'm trying to figure out which word is the best word to use. Don't, don't, I don't know. Don't be faking. Just go through your emotions or whatever. Um, And like, I'm looking at my notes, guys, and I I was uh like this is how long ago I wrote notes and how long I haven't recorded. There's um there's mentions about takeoff's death here. Um uh <laughs> so I don't remember when that happened. I think it was that happened last year, but some I think maybe I wrote this around like Grammy week. Um so maybe the performance um was coming up and I just um if I can mention takeoff's death now, I just feel like death is such a weird thing, especially when two people are not getting along. And I think so much even now about all the family that I just don't be messing with right now. And it's not like there is nothing. When I think about the good times with those family members, yes, I miss them. Yes, I wish we could have a coherent conversation and find healing so that we could build our way back to a healthy relationship. But on the other side of things, sometimes the toxicity is so heavy. I don't miss nothing. I don't miss anything. I don't miss you on the day to day. Actually, I feel rather free and just chill because we don't have a relationship and I don't have to engage in nonsense and stupidity and uh and submerging (laughs) and masking my true emotions to make somebody comfortable like so for me it's like death is really weird because it's like whenever you beefing with somebody and like so many years take into effect I think that the biggest issue you have is like damn if this person passes and when you're beefing with somebody and y'all are young you don't even really think about that you don't think this person or not I think it's it's easy for us to think about that like with family like if you're not speaking to a mom or a dad or an uncle or aunt you're like man life is short anything can happen because we we um we align death with age but in, in all seriousness any one of us could go tomorrow, yesterday, <laughs> any one of us could go. So it's like when you put beef in conversation with death, sometimes it makes you put things in perspective and you're like, yo, is it really that serious? Is it really that source? Like, can we get over this? Can we have a conversation? Um, And... I don't know what's going on between like Quavo and Offset. I try my best not to speak on rich people problems because I don't know them people and I got my own problems. Their problems are just, you know, pro- like uh, profiled because they are popular and they are celebrities. But I really hope that they can find a common ground. And um, I just 
I just wish, like, I want to know what take off, what Offset did that has Quavo so upset. Because it's like, for me, I just feel like if one of our best friends, our cousin, my nephew died, I would be like, all right, you know. But then I could understand also if the offense is so great. It's like you may not harbor hate for that person, but sometimes death, like, will make you stand on it. Like, it'll be like, nah, I'm standing on this. I'm not, this is why I'm not messing with no sucker stuff because I don't want this type of energy or whatever in my life. So I don't know what's going on with them. I had that written down. I just wanted to address it. Um, but I do think that, I don't think that death should be used like as a, um, as a, like a, a reconciliation tool. Um, I know it often is, you know, and it usually happens when, it's just hitting the fan when somebody's in the hospital and it's like, oh my gosh, now I really got to show up. Now I really got to do something like, but I don't know. It's just weird. Life is weird, you know, and pride and ego play a big role in how a lot of us deal with each other and deal with, you know, reconciling and whatever the case may be. It's the reason why even after people die, there still be beef. Like my aunt passed away two, three years ago. And when I tell you guys the family was in shambles, it was like, oh, my God, what is going on? What is going on? Like somebody is in the ground and you see adults behaving like fools, like seriously, so many of them behaving like fools. And in my mind, I just be feeling like perspective is everything what really matters right now so it's really hard because listen I'm a principle standing girl it be the principle it don't even be the thing it be the principle but then sometimes you got to ask yourself in certain situations is it is it is it is the principle that important one thing about me is I just feel like we don't have to embarrass ourselves. We don't have to embarrass. Uh, uh, we don't have to embarrass a legacy. We don't have to tarnish a legacy. Even if you want to stand on your principle, even if you want to stand on how you feel, I just feel like it does not always require you to act a fool or to be disrespectful or to be like loud. You know, you could stand on your shit silently. Like you could just stand firm in who you are. You could stand on, you can actually stand on stuff and still be kind. You could stand on stuff and still stand on it with love. And I feel like that's what I try to embody. Like, I don't think I'm mean to anybody, like anybody, even people who deserve the utmost cutthroat dry. I am not like that. Even if I don't F with you, it's with love. It's with the biggest love, you know? It's with big big love, big love. I got my L's up, big love. Even if I don't mess with you, it's with love. Like, I don't have no, I don't, I'm not trying to sabotage anything you got going on. I don't hate you, you know? I will never be a jerk to you, but you know, you know where I stand. <laughs> you know where I stand. You're going to be able to feel where I stand, but I'm never going to give you no reason to feel like you were disrespected or et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I feel like I've just been rambling, but I hope that I hope me and the RZA connect. Um, 
Isn't it crazy that like Joe Budden went from having Maul and Rory to no longer having Maul and Rory and now having five or six damn co-hosts? I just don't understand. I haven't listened to Joe's show and I'm not going to listen to the Joe Budden podcast ever again. And in all honesty, I also don't listen to Rory and Maul, but in all honesty, I mess with Rory and Maul more than I mess with the Joe Budden podcast. And I just feel like Rory and Maul are so much more genuine. That's the side that I took in this beef. I'm not going to hold you. And if you've been listening to This Is 30 from the beginning, then you know Joe Budden was really my, my, my hero. He was my pod hero. Uh, he was the best. He's the pod father. And all that beef that happened between them to this day, it still bothers me. I still think about it. I think actually Joe posted a picture with all 17 of his co-hosts and I just saw it. So maybe that's why that's on my brain. But I'm just like, man, what happened? What happened to you? What happened? And if what Rory and Maul are saying is true and a lot of their split was about money. So you didn't want to split the pot three or four ways with Parks and all of them. But now you splitting the pot 19 ways. Like, make it make sense. Because I know, I know with the people that's up there now, you got to pay some of them. It's a lot of, like, Melissa Ford is a part of the cast, and um, there's somebody else. I feel like the guy who be running up on people and doing pranks and stuff is a part of their show, too. Um, Parks is still there. So, my thing is, like, so are you paying them properly? Anyway, um, going off of, like, Going back to uh, standing, I don't know what I'm going back to, but what I do know, <laughs> I was trying to give y'all a transition, but it wasn't working. It wasn't hidden. But um, I wanted to talk about this clip that I recently saw, and it's of Michael B. Jordan and Laurel, Laurel, um, on the, I'm sorry, I just did that. It's, um them on the red carpet and Michael B. Jordan, Lori, Laurel, I, I, I always say her name wrong, but um, she is like, she was on Love and Hip Hop one year. I believe she used to be a co-host like on Angela Yee's lipstick service. And then like, she might've got her own show or something. Um, Long story short, y'all know Michael B. Jordan is from Newark. He went to Arts High, I believe. It may have been called something else. Or maybe he didn't go to Artai. I don't know. But he went to a high school in Newark. Hey, cops. <laughs> Let's let them rock. Because this is what they do. Okay. Anyway. Um, yeah. Michael B. Jordan. And I didn't know. I didn't know L'Oreal was from Jersey. I just assumed she was like from New York. But she is from Jersey. And apparently they went to high school together. And she w was on the red carpet. And she was interviewing him. And he was pissed. He was pissed. You could just see it all in his body language. He was very like standoffish. And right after like her first question, he was like, yeah, I'm the guy you call corny. And I went back and I read some type of interview, I guess, where she talked about how she treated him in high school or whatever school they were in together, middle school. And apparently... They used to make fun of him. She said they used to make fun of him because, number one, his name was Michael Jordan. So it was crazy, like, because because I guess the athlete Michael Jordan. 
And then she was like, he used to come to school with like his screen, his screenshot. He used to come to, um, to school with his, um, with his, what do they call those things? Y'all like the selfie shot. I don't know. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Headshot. Yeah. They used to come, he used to come to school with his headshot and he was just like really serious about his acting. And you know, he left that school pretty early because I feel like he was doing The Wire when he was still a teenager. Long story short, they used to make fun of him or whatever the case may be, but he came with the smoke. She explains this and she does say that like they used to make fun of him. And I guess she was trying to this interview might have happened after the red carpet thing, because I feel like she was trying to explain that she never called him corny in school, but she made fun of him. Whatever. Long story short, on the red carpet, I'm sure most of you have seen. He's like, yeah, you, you used to call me corny. Right. And she was like, no, because this is what she started to say. She said, we go way back. We go way back. And y'all know L'Oreal got that voice on her. She's like, we go way back. And he like, yeah, you used to call me corny back in the day. And um, his energy was very standoffish. Um, even the way he walked off. At, he was very professional, but he didn't give two ish about what she was talking about. And um, you could tell he was off. Her. And I feel like maybe he just did the interview to to flex on her a little bit um but at the end of the interview she was like well you're not corny now and he wasn't even paying attention he literally just walked away and it just made me feel like damn it's really mean people out here I don't like that's that hurts my feelings everything hurts my feelings but it hurts my feelings because I just feel like are people really mean if you are listening to the this is 30 podcast and you were a subject or subjected to bullying. Holla at your girl. Holla at me. No, because I'm not, I'm, I'm, it may sound like I'm being funny, but I'm being serious because I honestly feel like we came, the 89ers, the 90ers, the 88ers, you know, whoever listens to this 30 podcast, I feel like we came up in an era where cracking jokes just was a part of life It's a it's a part of how you got your stripes if you had a flaw you was gonna get cracked on if you was a big boy you was gonna get cracked on if you was a skinny girl you was gonna get cracked on if you had messed up teeth you was gonna get cracked on if you were short you was gonna get cra cracked on if you was too tall in your grade you was gonna yo big ass you was gonna get cracked on if you had acne cracked on if you had a big butt and you were young, you were going to get cracked on. I just feel like it was a part of the, like, growing up. And I know that, I know, of course, there's an extreme difference between bullying somebody and, uh, I know there's an extreme difference between bullying somebody and um, sparring, you feel me? Like, just kids sparring. But, a lot of times, because a lot of these celebrities, I feel like that is the narrative with every single celebrity. I was bullied as a kid. I was bullied as a kid. And in my head, sometimes I want to ask, like, were you just a, 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 like, were you just, like, dealt with, like, as a child? Like, how children deal with each other? Like, kids are stupid. We're dumb. We crack jokes. We make fun of each other. Like, it's a part of life. Were you really bullied 
or or like were people just cracking jokes and being stupid because I think it's two different things so huh I don't know I don't feel like I've ever like made fun of somebody for wanting to do something with their life um or for being eclectic or eccentric so I can understand how he takes that extremely personal because he was being called corny and now he's like a huge celebrity just directed his first movie has been all over the world and it's like people call him corny but you're from Nork, the grimiest of grimiest places and your life is a testament that when you believe in yourself and when you put in the work nothing can stop you but that is the mentality of a lot of Newark heads like we laugh at that like and I'm not saying we because I don't think I would ever laugh at somebody who had like dreams or you know big visions of wanting to do something but I just feel like that is like sometimes it, it even people making fun of you is like an endearment like look here this nigga go again with his headshot you know he take that headshot everywhere like if that was the energy behind it that might have just been guys clowning not not people necessarily wishing you bad or saying you weren't gonna be anything but when I tell you his energy was strong and he was like look at you and look at us all my look rich as fuck that's really that's the energy he was giving her and it just made me think about like how thin I think the line is between bullying and just you know adolescent sparring and you know you know I I I'm not trying to be funny I still think Michael B Jordan's kind of corny like (laughs) ah I know that's I know that's that goes against everything I just said or everything I was trying to explain. But like even to me, like his energy, it was corny. It was like, my boy, if you mad at this girl, just be mad at her. Like, but you don't got to like, I understand the flex. I get it. But he was y'all got to watch it. So y'all could tell me like if I'm exaggerating his energy because it was like, okay, now you're doing too much. Like either leave her alone during this interview or keep it moving because it's giving very it's giving catty it's giving catty and I just and also I just feel like there's also nothing wrong with being corny although I'm calling him corny I think I'm corny I think a lot of people I know are corny I think you get into weird territory when you are a corn ball and there there's completely two different things between there's two differences major differences between being a corny guy and being a corn ball a corn ball is like uh, like corny to the 10th power and you got some screws loose and you do things for uh public validation and that to me uh, you're a loser like a corn ball is a loser big loser but i feel i feel like a lot of us have corny in us like a lot of us are corny and i just I feel like that's okay. If you come from Jersey, if you come from New York and you corny, niggas gonna call you corny. Like, but it don't mean you're hated. It don't mean like, it don't mean that, you know. And I I do think that if I'm being reflective and if I'm being in tune with everything I've said this episode, 
everybody processes things differently. So I cannot make the assumption that him being called corny versus somebody else being called corny, they're going to receive it the same. You know, if if you're trying to be an actor and you're trying to navigate in a space that is very different from anybody that your neighborhood is, maybe being called corny is a trigger for you. Maybe being called corny is is you equated he equated that in his mind as like you telling me I can't do this you telling me I'm not gonna be anything me from the outside in I don't see it like that but I'm not him and I didn't experience it like he experienced it um I can only imagine how it feels to be from a city like Newark where crime is elevated um the 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 it sounds really weird saying this because as I don't know if it's because I'm a product of an immigrant home, all my friends, we're all from the hood. Like we're all from urban towns, Newark, East Orange, Irvington, crime at an all time high, gang violence, all time high, robbing, jacking, stealing at an all time high. I just feel like for us, that's that's never been something that has been in our minds. Like you're aware that it is your environment. You're aware that it exists, but you were so like, I right, we could get out of that. Like, you know, it wasn't like a thing. So but I don't know. Michael B. Jordan is an African-American. I don't know what his familiar situation looks like, who his dad was, who his mom was, who his brothers were, what they were doing, his sisters or whatever the case may be. So maybe the influence and how he experienced those comments is much different. But I just feel like, you know. You know, life will humble you. So L'Oreal was humbled and, you know, he got to flex on her. But I also feel like we just got to be kids are going to be kids. And a lot of us were stupid. Like, I don't I'm, I've been telling you all for the past few minutes. I've never made fun of there may be somebody out here that's going to like say, you know what, Jernique made fun of my hair on December 12th, 1997, and I never will forget it. And it's gonna be, I'm gonna be like, oh, you know my bad. Like, you know, like maybe something stuck with homegirl and I'm sitting here thinking I've never talked bad about anybody. But I remember being cracked on, joked on. I would never tell somebody I was bullied though. Like, we just, you know, we, that's why. that's why I love making fun of people now. Because I just, I think it's like fun. It's like, uh-huh. Like I just saw Shirley, my friend Shirley, and Shirley got braids. And there's also a meme about this, like how black people like talk about their friends. Like, but it's, they're, you're complimenting somebody. And sure, I didn't see, I just saw Shirley in the video. And I'm like, okay, braids. I didn't say nothing else. I didn't say, I'm just like, okay, braids. Cause like, so I just feel like, Sometimes it's like a little, it's a little bit of endearment. Like, it's not like, I don't know. It's me psychoanalyzing Michael B. Jordan's life in Newark, New Jersey in 1994 or whatever year he was there. Um, because I just feel like, y'all you, know he got his head shot. Like, sometimes people are just stupid like that. And yeah, they're cracking on you, but it doesn't mean that they, they want you to be a nobody. It doesn't mean that they didn't want your dreams to come true. They were just being kids. They were just being stupid. Uh, 
anyway, I have talked for a lot of time. Um, my niece Nyla loves it when I talk in a British accent. She loves it so much. She goes, Auntie Journey, can you can you talk in the British accent? Um, or sometimes when I just started randomly, she's like, Auntie Journey. I say aunt because my other nieces and nephews call me Aunt Journey. And then Ari and Nyla and probably Eliana, they call me Auntie Journey. Um, but anyway, Nyla, she'll be like, why are you talking like that? <laughs> and Nyla, although I just turned 34, Nyla thinks I am 76 years old. Um, and she has been wondering why or how me and her mom became friends if I'm 76 and her mom is 33. So y'all make sure y'all don't tell Nyla that I'm 34. But yeah, shout out to you guys for listening. Thank you. I feel like I rambled the whole episode, but I'm just happy that I listened. I listened. I'm just happy I recorded the episode. I hope it was good. Um, you know, kick depression's ass this week. Any any negative thought that tries to overshadow your happiness, tell it to kick rocks, you know, and press for it. Whatever you feeling, you know, feel it. Don't let it consume you. And um, you know, yeah. Thank you again to everybody who came to the live podcast. I'm probably not having another one ever again. <laughs> I sound so somber when I say that, but I'll tell you guys why in the future, why I'm probably not having another one. Um, um, and it's not because of anything I talked about today. It's actually a good, it's a good thing. It's a good reason why I'm, I'm probably not having another one. I can't wait to tell you guys. Um, but yeah, like that's it guys. Thank you for listening. I'm trying to like prolong it, see if I could get to an hour, but I don't think I have anything to talk about. I'm going out today. Another. See, this is why I said I'm telling you I'm tired. It's happy Monday, but y'all know it's really Sunday. Um, and I'm going out again. And I'm excited to go out. I'ma see what is hitting for. Um, and I just have to plan, I have to prepare for the week. Being a teacher is hard work. Oh, guys. So before I go, let me tell you that on Friday, my job, my the high school that I work at had our annual or I don't even know if it's an annual. It's me calling it annual and I ain't even been there a year, child. Anyway, there was a winter wonderland dance. And when I tell y'all my job is so stressful and I am annoyed um, on a daily boat. I love seeing kids. I love seeing kids enjoy themselves. And it gave me so much joy to like dance with my students and um, have fun with them and just see them in their element outside of their uniform. Like I feel like moments like that, like I don't know if everybody gets like giggly eyed or googly that googly feeling on the inside, but I do. And like it just makes me feel like Girl, you know you love being a teacher. Like, you may not like your current situation, but these kids make it all worth it. I really love to see kids being kids. I love to see kids enjoying life. And I really just like to see kids in their element. And um, it was so it was so great. I can't wait to do to be a part of every single extracurricular activity there is. And I had some issues with my teeth, but I'm going to save that for another episode. I think my next episode is probably going to be with Ricardo 
because Ricardo has been asking me to record, and I love recording Ricardo. I love recording with Ricardo. Uh huh. Love recording with Ricardo. Anybody know what that is? I'm not gonna get geeky on y'all, but that is called an alliteration. For all my English teachers out there, give me a high five. I love recording with Ricardo regularly. Okay. All right, guys. Yeah, it's time for me to go. Um, thank you for listening to the This Is 30 podcast. Don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend, any mama, any cousin, any daddy. Um, you know, let them tell like tell them. Tell them to listen to the This Is 30 podcast. There's a lot of beautiful content on here. I'm going to try and be consistent and I'm going to try and just stop saying that and actually be consistent. I do want to plan like a this is 30 like um oh and something else. I keep something else. I'm so ha- okay, so this is 30 live for those of the, you that didn't come. This is 30 live was supposed to start like cocktail hour as if that's what we want to call it or the warm up mixer hour was supposed to be um speed dating but unfortunately we had a plethora of women and a small amount of men heavy on the small amount there were not a lot of men that were there and there weren't a lot of men the men came kind of late I feel like later on there was like at least 10 oh I'm lying there's probably like 15 to 20 men in the building like now that I'm counting like, yeah, there were probably like 15 to 20, but they weren't there during speed dating, which made it extremely difficult. And it was just like, we were like, we were tapping, we were, we were transferring four guys like to speed date. It was crazy. So anyway, I'm sorry for that. I really wish we had a lot of men choices um, for the ladies, but you know, we'll see. Um, but I did want to say I do want to plan like a this is 30 um, like a fun day, like just like paintballing, laser tag, like stuff like that. If you down, holla at your girl. I just love bringing men and women together to hang out, to eat, to like drink and have a good time. And of course, to talk because I think we have such good conversations. That's one thing I love and hate about the live podcast because I love hearing so many people talk and get their opinions out, but it's it gets really loud, you know? It gets really loud and it's really hard to sometimes it's really hard to like get to the meat of what you're talking about because it's in a live format and not an intimate setting so I don't know but maybe I'll do an intimate like fun day or something you know but anyway guys for the hundredth time thank you for listening to the this is 30 podcast I don't take listenership for granted please don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend to listen to the this is 30 podcast I hope you have a blessed week and I hope the month of March is beautiful to you uh Pisces season continues you heard so y'all have a good one